You are a Locked On Falcons postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day. Welcome back, everyone, to another Locked On Falcons, Locked On Sports Atlanta postcast, of course, with myself, Aaron Freeman, the host of Locked On Falcons, and Jarvis Davis, one of the many hosts on Locked On Sports Atlanta, the co-host of ATL Day Ones, and the Falcons pulled it off Jarvis with a 25-24 comeback victory. They were down 12, you know, going into the end of the third quarter it, it didn't you know it didn't look great but the falcons you know pulled off that fourth quarter resilience borrowing from Deion sanders and those colorado bull buffaloes out yeah. west last night if any of you guys caught that game uh, i'm on no sleep because i stayed up to like 2 30 watching that thing uh but you know i'm riding high on the adrenaline of the falcons finishing this game strong the gutsy we got to talk about the gutsy fourth and one call on that sort of final drive where the Falcons went for it, tossing the ball to, to B. John Robinson, and he avoids kind of the penetration, like made a couple of guys. It was, you know, Mr. Walk on Water. He, he lived yes. up to the, the, the moniker on that one, converts <laughs> big time. And it was like, I was holding my breath the whole time, Jarvis. And, you know, I, I think we got we to gotta say Bijan, man. He was the MVP of this game. Finished with, um, look at his stat line, ninth. 19 carries, 124 yards, also had four catches for 48 yards. It seemed like every time he touched the ball, good things seemed to happen for the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Jarvis, my friend, I'll, I'll, I'll give you the floor to, to talk about Mr. Water into Wine. Oh, my gosh, man. Like, I, it is Sunday. Uh, I know it's Sunday, but I'm going to have to give me some wine, man, because, you know, like, what Seven was able to do today, it it really gives you a peek into what – why the Falcons drafted him, you know, the way, the way they did in the top 10 in the NFL, the 2023 NFL draft. It just, it's just because here's the thing, and we, I kind of mentioned this before we got started. I was like, I don't know if they had given that ball to anyone else. Like, they probably wouldn't have gotten that first down because seven would just make everybody miss. That first person, he was guaranteed to miss. And, and and given what you know, we talked about how the defensive line was going to be a task for the offensive uh, for the Falcons' offensive line, and that that came out to be very very true. And th- those guys were getting penetration; they were getting in the backfield. So when when Bijan Robinson got the ball, you know there was somebody a, a lineman, a defensive lineman standing right there in his face. So for him to be able to Coach Smith be able to have the confidence in Bijan be able to do that. It just goes to show you that this dude is an absolute weapon. I, I, I love how, you know, even though Tyler Algier didn't have the best game today, they still were, he still kind of figured out, like, okay, I, I got I to go on my guy. I got to lean on my guy. I got to lean on the dude that we brought in here to take this offense to the next level. And you saw that. And I just thought it was just absolutely amazing for him to be able to, on that fourth and one, to just – Stick that foot in the ground, kick it, get them a little quick in and out, and just turn that ball up and get that first down, man. It was just like Green Bay. I think Green Bay was so defeated at that point. They were just like, all right, this dude is the real deal. I know we watch film on this cat, but to see this cat up in person, I, I think that the, the Green Bay definitely understands, like, oh, this team is for real. And, and for the defense, you know, we had three consecutive three and outs. 
in late in the game like that, that's the that type of stuff is huge, man. For them to be playing as a team like that, like because we're so used to seeing unbalanced Falcons teams, right? If the defense is halfway decent, the offense is going to struggle. Or if the defense is just giving it up to the clock, uh, the offense is, is is putting up points. So for them to be able to play together like they did in the, in, at the end of the fourth quarter, I mean, into the end of the third quarter, going into the fourth quarter, it was a beautiful thing to see, man. Yeah, yeah. I think you, you go with the Falcons getting those points at the end to take the lead with less than a minute to go. And you, you said it before we recorded, Jarvis. Um, you know, we've seen that story before, right, with yeah, the Falcons, where absolutely. it's like too much time on the clock. And it's like, look, the Falcons spent a lot of money this offseason on their defense. And it needed to show that defense to go out there and and get one more stop. As you said, they, they had gotten a couple of good stops to allow the offense back in the game. And they needed one more. And you saw that pass rush get after J- Jordan Love. They hadn't really done a whole lot. In the yeah. game. And so like when I think the story of this game is basically like the team that you you go back and you watch the fourth quarter, you're looking at this Falcon team and like, oh, this team is special. You watch the first three quarters, you're like, eh, I don't know. I'm glad that you bring that up because we could be talking about them being still being down 14 points because those two drop picks, those was probably house time. Like yeah. those was probably house time. So like you say, it's this is the NFL, man. Like the ball bounce can bounce or bounce off someone's chest a certain way, and, and it just couldn't work out for you. And it, thankfully, it did work out for the Falcons. But like you said, I think Ritter he showed something in that fourth quarter because, yeah. like you said, I think when you when you think about how he played and you know putting the ball in harm's way several times, he actually threw his first pick in his NFL career this uh, um, today as well. So. For him to kind of make the necessary adjustments, I like how he used his legs. Um, it was so funny. My wife was like, is he a mobile quarterback? I was like, no. <laughs> but he can run. <laughs> he can run. You know, he used his legs when um, when he needed to and also was able to get, get the ball in the end zone by running the football as well by an excellent play call by Arthur Smith. So, yeah, it's – like this is this is something interesting. I, I think this is this is one of those wins that I feel like you can kind of build off of because yeah. we understand what happened last week. Like first half, ugh, second half, okay. But this kind of like throughout the game, you saw some 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 instances where the Falcons could have folded, but they didn't, and, yeah. I, and that's what I like to see um, as as this team continues to progress. Yeah, I agree with you, Jarvis. And and again, pointing out that they we're getting beaten the first three quarters is not meant to be a knock, but it, not it, it's yeah. more a testament to this team's ability to finish. They finished last week. They finished this week, you know, and we, we have to point that out because like the Falcons have had this reputation of not being a team that consistently finishes. And right. with Arthur Smith style, with the run game, with the defensive investments that they've made, they've put the pieces on the field that they should be a team that can finish games. And they've shown that each of the last two weeks that they have been able to finish games. And it, you know, it was interesting that you mentioned the Ritter interception. Like that's probably not the, when we go back and watch the film, we're not going to really talk about that interception because he, he got hit as he was thrown and, and yeah. sort of that affected the King throw. Clark and, was but all the, up it was in the other residence, the other dropped <laughs> interceptions that we're going to be like, hmm, what? Like, you know, and, and yeah, it goes yeah, back to exactly. something that we, we talk about every week, Jarvis, which is like, we don't need Desmond Ritter to put the team on his back, right? We just no. need him to play a clean, efficient game. And, right. you know, for the first half or so, that wasn't really the case. But as as you said, in the fourth quarter, late in the game, 
we started to see that mobility come through. Um, and that was something that we wondered a little bit if we were going to see that. We know Ritter is a capable athlete, but right. like Arthur Smith kind of came out in the summer and was like, we're not going to really run him like we did Mariota. It's going to be a different offense. And I think this week they were like, nope, like, you know, get get the legs going, uh, make make yeah. this offense just a, a bit harder to defend because teams have to respect that mobility. And he he had a couple of, of key conversions, um, you know, w- making with his legs. And so I think that really was the big difference um, for this football team. Um, any other thoughts you had on this game, Jarvis, that we're, 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 we're blanking on it, you know, cause we're so focused on the fourth quarter, any other players stand out for you? Wow. Um, I, I think that, I think Lindstrom had a nice little bounce back, you know, it's it started off a little rough. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that for him to be able to, you know, specifically when they wanted to run the football with Caleb McGarry as well. So those guys, you see, once they on you know, four for one, you see what side of the ball they went to. They yeah. went to that right side, mm-hmm. man. That's that's where the money. That's where the money at, man. Where the money resides. So you got to go that way. So I thought, like you said, uh, the offensive line, you know, um, w- was able to, you know, kind of buckle, hunker down, you know, on uh, towards the end of the game. And also, I like I like the plays that Mac Hollins made because I I still I don't know about you, man, but I still feel like that was a touchdown. I I, I think they got kind of got stolen. Mm-hmm. One got stolen from them on that one, but. You know, for him, for Hollins to make some make the plays that he did, you know, because those weren't perfect balls, <laughs> you know, especially um, on the uh, uh, on on the on that deep ball when on on that trick play, he he had to kind of come back forward and you know, kind of go up forward, and the DB was right kind of right up under him. So for him to go up there and make that make that catch like that, and and, and to be honest with you, what I really like to see is what we saw in those first four games as the start of last year. That connection between he and Drake London, mm-hmm. I think that was that when I, I think it was the first play of the game when he when he went to Drake London. I think Arthur Smith said, "Okay, I hear y'all. Like we're gonna get him involved. Like get him involved early so he can kind of you know get the, get the, get the ball rolling." And he was kind of he was doing his thing against Jair Alexander, a guy who's a defensive MVP type candidate. Mm-hmm. So we, you got to give credit where credit's due. Drake London had a uh, he had a heck of a matchup. Um, today, and I think he, I think he came out on top. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I thought, you know, you mentioned Lindstrom in the offensive. Line. I thought Bergeron had his welcome to the NFL game. Was Absolutely, like, a couple yes, of times. Clark and, and Devontae mm-hmm. White was like, yeah, man, ooh, yeah. that's that's not pretty. But like, still, I think the overall the offensive line sort of stepped up. You know, it wasn't the best start for them today because, no. but again, the Falcon State committed. Um, to running the football and it worked because it was interesting because I'm watching the game, Jarvis, and I'm like, it feels like, especially early in the game, and again, I know people are going to call this a nitpick, but like when they didn't convert in the red zone and it was like, why are they throwing the ball so much? Like, there's, you're at the, you got three plays at the one, just do do what you do, Arthur Smith, run the ball, right? And then they come out in the second half on that opening drive and throw it three straight times and they have a three and out. And it, it felt like Arthur Smith sort of heard the criticism from last week where it's like, I don't think you had a lot of confidence in Desmond Ritter last week. And so he's like, this week I'm going to show you guys. I got confidence in my quarterback. And right. it didn't really work at mm-hmm. first, right? Because mm-hmm. they didn't necessarily convert in the red zone a couple of times. And, and again, as they started the second half of that three and out. But again, I think Desmond Ritter showed in the fourth quarter, okay, like maybe he's not, again, he's not going to be the guy that's going to throw the ball 40 times a game and, and win you the game. No. But he can make the plays that you need to make when the chips are down. And so I think, even though it was not a perfect game for Desmond Ritter, this is the type of game that he really needed to show up in the fourth quarter uh, to, 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 you know, get this thing rolling so that we can start to get some momentum and see like, right. Hey, 
hey, I'm, I'm feeling better about this quarterback. He's he's still he's still got a long way to go. We, right. we can talk about some decision making. We can talk about some missed throws, all that stuff. But like you need to be able to make the plays at, at the critical moments. And I think he did this uh, this Sunday. And I, let, me, let me add to what you just said. Right. So we had a conversation about Jordan Love versus uh, Desmond Ritter. I think it's fair to say, even though Jordan Love had a nice stat line, he threw three touchdowns, no picks and everything like that. But I think when it comes down to making the plays when your team needed you to make plays, like there were some throws that he missed on that last drive. Yeah. Like he missed a, a wide open, uh, uh, I think it was Romeo, I think it was Dobbs um, on, down there on the sideline. So, yeah, when it came time to make plays, I feel like Desmond Ritter outshined Jordan Love. So, and, he, and Jordan Love has some developing to do as well. So, when you think about, because at the end of the day, man, like when that pressure is on your back, like you really going to find out what type of quarterback you got because Jordan Love was pretty comfortable yeah. for most of the game. So, mm-hmm. But when that pressure started to heat up a little bit, the guy started getting off blocks and started um, um, coming, down in, coming down that pipe and he had to look those guys in the eyes and still throw that football, he was a different quarterback. And Ritter, hey, man, he stepped up there and made those doggone throws. Yeah. I agree. That's that's. I think that's a perfect way to sum it. Like we talked about this going into the game. Like love is love is the point and click quarterback. That's like it's really like, you know, you look at those first three quarters and you're looking at the numbers. It's like that feels like more Matt Lafleur than it is Jordan Love. And then when the game Absolutely, came down man. to Jordan Love needing to be Jordan Love and 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 make the plays, it, it seemed like he was a little lacking in that desire. And it's like I'm not going to say completely the opposite with Desmond Ritter, but it was just like not necessarily executing the offense exactly as Arthur Smith called it up. But right. then when it came down, like, I need you to make a play, Desmond Ritter went out and made a play. And so I, I think that's it. the story. Yeah. And that's something to build off, right? Like, right. The, the, you know, we, we, we'll we figure out the first three quarters. Eventually we'll figure it <laughs> yeah. out at yeah. some point this season. But like, as long as you, <laughs> you're getting them wins, report, man, and you will do it. <laughs> you getting those wins and, 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 and making the plays when need be. Like, hey, man, it's, it's kind of hard to kind of, like, look at it and say, oh, well, this is not the guy. No, nah, man, this is a story. And, like, they're only two games in, man. So, hey, this is a ride that I'm willing to go on. I know you're willing to go on as well. So, buckle up <laughs> because this season is, like I said, it's going to be very interesting, man, because, like, this is, yeah, you know who they got coming up next. So, yeah, this is going to be very interesting. Let's see how they plays out. We'll see. We'll see what this team does. Um on the road next week against Detroit Lions, Desmond Ritter, 30 and 0, going back to college at home. Like this man is, is money at home. We'll, we'll take him in Mercedes Benz. We'll, we'll see what he can do at Ford Field next week and then uh, across the pond in, in Jacksonville the week after that. So, some road tests definitely ahead of the Falcons with some teams that I think a lot of people went into the season expecting to be good. And so there's going to be some great tests for the Falcons as a measuring stick. Okay. Where is this team at? Are they on the level with teams like Jacksonville, like Detroit that are, you know, teams that are projected to win the division. Right. And the Falcons probably projected to win division, but I don't think it's because people think, I think it's more because people think the NFC South is bad as opposed right. to the other division. But well, yeah. again, that's what, that's what, We'll get to find out next week. man. Like, it's what it is, man. It is what it is. I think these next two games are going to really tell us a lot more about this team, but great start to the season, great 2-0 finish, and it's nice to feel confident going into a fourth quarter with the Atlanta Falcons. It's like, hey – I don't, I, you know, I'm sick to my stomach because the the roller coaster is is, course, is knocking yeah. me around. But like, I'm not sick to my stomach because I'm I'm worried about the Falcons. It's just I, the, the ups and downs, man. Figure it out, man. They fi- just figure that out. Like that's that's their motto. Like they figure that junk out, man. Yeah. Like, 
no matter how long it takes, they figure it out before the fourth quarter gets comes around. <laughs> guys, keep tuned in to Locked On Falcons all week long for more analysis of this game. Of course, Jarvis, Tanitra, and uh, John Chuckery on hitting hard on ATL, uh, Locked On Sports ATL um, all week long as well. And also give you the lowdown on college action, baseball action. You know, things are going well in the city of Atlanta at, at, at this current junction. Uh, so, yes. you know, hopefully the Falcons will, you know, hold up their end of the stick. But, of course, we'll have you covered all uh, week long on Locked on Sports Atlanta podcast, your team every day.